In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have just prayed a wonderful prayer for you and for your household, for your children and grandchildren, for your neighbor when we prayed those words. Father, by whose name all fatherhood has known, bless the homes of your people. Dear people of God, in front of a lot of places in our city, in our county, you will see signs out in front that say something like this, heroes work here. You'll see them in front of the hospital or nursing homes. In some of our homes, you see them where there are caregivers caring for loved ones. You see them in front of schools. And rightly so, as we're trying to say in some way in these difficult days, it is hard work and it is heroic work to take care of one another these days. I wish, in a way, that there was a sign like that in front of your house. You, Christian parents and neighbors, heroes work here, love here, live here. Because it's hard work in some ways, but not in any way too hard for those who've received the love of God. Heroes work here. We met a hero today, not the hero of whom we usually hear at Christmas. When Matthew tells the gospel for Christmas, he tells it with eyes mostly on Joseph, not on Mary. Mary rightly gets a lot of billing. We need to learn from her too. And as Matthew tells the story of Christmas, his focus is more on this hero, this foster father, this sacrificial leader named Joseph. We learn something about him, about his character. The text goes like this. The birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, note that it didn't say just a man, being a just man, and therefore unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. It was the goodness of his character that led him to believe it would be best in this embarrassing, shameful situation, as far as he understood it, to divorce Mary quietly. She was already going to bear the stigma of pregnancy outside of marriage. He knew it was not him. And so, desiring not to unduly shame her, he thought the divorce would be quiet. He was a good, godly leader because he knew that one option was not just divorce, but even, hard for us to believe, but even perhaps having her stoned for her shame. But being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, he resolved to divorce her quietly until. As he considered this, as he pondered, prayed, wrestled, I can only imagine. The angel came to him, probably Gabriel, the same Joseph, the same angel that comes to Mary and announces to her 
what's on the front of our bulletin until Gabriel says, and Joseph, don't be afraid to take home Mary as your wife. What's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This isn't unfaithfulness, Joseph. I know it looks like it, but this is not unfaithfulness. In fact, what this is is faithfulness. This is the faithfulness of God who is faithfully fulfilling what he promised all the way back in the Garden of Eden. In, in Genesis chapter 3, God's promise was there's the seed of the woman coming who will undo all the effects finally and fully of this fall into sin. This is faithfulness as God is putting into motion that we can see the truth of his promise. Being a just man, Joseph was already a good guy, a guy we would be wise to imitate. But imitation of even the best of guys is not enough. Joseph was good, but not good enough. An imitation of even the finest heroes of character and faith will not get us to heaven. Mary and Joseph eventually had biological children. And one of them was a man named James who later came to faith and wrote what we know as the epistle of James. In James chapter 2, verse 10, that same brother of our Lord, that disciple of the Christ, wrote... Anyone who keeps the whole law yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. A stark reminder that imitation simply, even of the best of men, is not going to get us to heaven. We're guilty of breaking it all, as was Joseph and Mary. We need more than someone to imitate. We need someone to save us. And that is exactly who we receive at Christmas, in Advent, in Lent, and in Easter. The Christ, who is not just an example, but is the only Savior of the world. Joseph is described as a just man. God grant that we would have that kind of character too, men and women, being just people, knowing and doing the right thing. But even better, Joseph became a justified man. A man who was covered in the righteousness of his son. And that's what gives us hope here. Is that this same Christ grew up to suffer and die and rise for the forgiveness of Joseph's sins, my sins, your sins. And in him, we have justice as God only can give it. The world needs people like Joseph. Dads, I would particularly say to you and to myself, we need to follow Joseph in knowing and doing the right thing. Follow his example even as he does later on in the Gospel of Luke. It's the last time we hear about Joseph. It's Luke chapter 2. Jesus is 12 years old. And the family, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, they go up to Jerusalem for worship as they do every year. You see, Luke includes in the text, as was their custom. They went to Jerusalem. And we see a bit more of Joseph's character, servant leadership in his family, saying, 
We're going to church each and every week. I don't always want to, but I know I need His truth and His grace. And even more importantly, perhaps, my children need to know that I want to be there. So as was His custom, they went up to Jerusalem and we can follow His example. But not simply to follow Him, but to follow the Lord who bought us, who here exposes our sin and forgives it and gives us grace that the world can't give, peace that the world can't understand. Here we come, week in and week out, pointing our kids to Jesus and saying, there's the Savior of the world. It's only in Christ that we become just, truly righteous men and women, and it's all by grace. That's what we have to sing about at Christmas. That's what the kids are helping us to better see and understand today. That in this Savior, born through Mary, fostered by Joseph, we've got life and hope, forgiveness and peace. And yes, in Joseph, a good example, hardworking and regularly worshiping, receiving, believing, and hoping in the gift of God's promise fulfilled. This is God's faithfulness. And God's people say, Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding keep our hearts and our minds safe in faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.